Welcome to Songs and Stories, the not-for-musicians-only music podcast. Hey there, everybody. Welcome once again to Songs and Stories, a kind of belated Songs and Stories. I'm Michael Gaither, and this is episode number 141. We did one of these last month, but it was kind of a reboot repeat of a past interview. And if you haven't caught that, it's a re-interview or a repeat with one of my favorite songwriters, Chuck Brodsky, who's always worth listening to a few times. So if you haven't streamed, downloaded, or stumbled across that link on my site or somewhere out in the interwebs, give it a listen. It's a very cool chat with... Uh, a very, very cool songwriter who's coming out here on the West Coast um, beginning of the year. But we'll talk about that in a later podcast. Uh, today we're going to talk to somebody who's also been on this podcast, Songs and Stories, before. It's been a while. It's been about five years. His name's Brad Colrick. He's a Southern California, South Pasadena songwriter who I'm very fond of. He just, just writes great songs. And um, he was coming through town, actually ushering... he. He um, escorted. He drove his kids up to the Bay Area to their to his father-in-law's house, and was driving back to pick up his wife to come back for the Thanksgiving holiday a couple of weeks back. So he swung here by the West Coast in the Monterey Bay Area, and we talked for a while. So we're going to see what he's been up to and hear a couple of things off his latest release, as well as hear him um, play uh, a dog a dog inspired song, which I always appreciate. Um, before we talk to Brad, a really quick update on me. It's been a great music year. If you've been listening to these podcasts or coming to a show or stumbling across the website, thank you, thank you, thank you. All that stuff means a whole lot. Um, and I've ended the year with a little holiday release called Lump of Coal. It's a, It's got a couple of original, very eclectic holiday songs. One's about Black Friday called Black Friday's Eve. There's a video out for that that's been getting some nice response. There's also a kind of a dark Christmas song called The Krampus Comes Out Tonight about kind of the evil flip side of Kris Kringle. And those are both on the new release as well as some live stuff. And you can get that at michaelgaither.com. You can also find it on iTunes. And it's it's a fun way to end the year with a, some some new music and some live kind of tracks that I kind of re- I've redone uh, in concert over the last several years. So that's available up on the site and in iTunes. And if you, if nothing else, uh, have a look at the videos and then buy the, <laughs> then buy the CD. But it, it's been a lot of fun. That's Lump of Coal. So speaking of Brad Colrick, Brad's been around for a long time. He actually uh, ran a company called Deep Mix um, in, in L.A., and he did a lot of licensing and, and music for for motion pictures and television. He still, I think, has a hand in that company. Uh, but he's been a solo songwriter now for quite a while, and he just released his fourth album called Tucson. And um, we're going to find out um, kind of why Tucson is so resonant with Brad. It's a very significant place for a lot of reasons, but... I'll let him tell his story. I wanted to mention before we get to the interview that he came by the house and we visited, and then I recorded, and then, of course, we kept visiting, which is a a mistake I don't make that often anymore because usually some of the best stuff is before and after uh, the actual quote-unquote interview. And if people have hung out and and done this podcast, they'll know that I'll say, don't say a word, let's be quiet, then we'll record (laughs) because usually we, we miss the good stuff in the casual conversation. Like this could be any more casual. But um, if I didn't mention it during the actual interview piece of our visit, um, 
one thing I appreciate about Brad is he's one of those songwriters who promotes other people and gives them a place to play. And uh, coincidentally, um, the week before he came by the house, my wife and I do a series um, out here in Corlitas, which is outside of Watsonville, and we bring other songwriters through. And it's nice to give other people a place to play. The people who were playing that particular Saturday were Bev Barnett and Greg Newland, who host the... Uh, Woodshed concert series. That's woodshed.org. And then Michael McNevin also played. He did a, was a Cobell and he hosts a lot of music up in Niles. And uh, more uncoincidentally is um, Brad recorded one of Michael's songs called Hob Thrasher on his latest record. So I think we'll kick it off with that. Uh, so here's a couple of things off the new record, Brad, uh, Brad Colrick. The new record, Tucson from Brad Colrick. Here is a bit of the title track, Tucson, and a bit of a cover of a great Michael McNevin song called Hob Thrasher. And then we'll talk and hear some more music from Brad Colrick. And as always, if you want to learn more about Brad while you're listening to this episode, you can go to my site, michaelgather.com. It's M-I-C-H-A-E-L-G-A-I-T-H-E-R.com. Go to blogs or podcasts and click on the section for songs and stories number 141. I'll have links to the Brad's site, all his CDs, and maybe some interesting things we talk about during this episode. So here we go. Here's the title track, Tucson, and a cover of Michael McNevin's Hob Thrasher, and then we'll talk to Brad Colrick, Brad Colrick, sitting around my kitchen table. Well, I topped off my tank this morning a cup of coffee by my side I didn't have much warning I got 400 miles to drive I got 400 miles to ponder And remember when Cause I'm going out to Tucson Say goodbye to a friend Drove past those San Jacinto windmills Turning like the hands of time We're all spinning to a standstill Trying not to miss the signs They say this road goes on forever That's what they say until it ends Headed out to Tucson To say goodbye to a friend I'm leaving California I will be back too soon Argued with my son I'm real good at being stubborn He's the best at being young I said it's not how much you know now It's how much you comprehend 
That's why I'm going out to Tucson to say goodbye to a friend. Yeah, I'm leaving California. I will be back too soon. at the airport Thanksgiving weekend moving slow He sat beside me with his grandson Had his fiddle case in tow He asked me if I played rhythm I said, well, maybe now, let's see We spent a little time just tuning Played the Wabash Cannonball in G If you got 90-year-old fingers You play the fiddle best you can Stuck inside an airport You let a stranger join the band There was not a crowd around us We weren't in anybody's way And we didn't mind who hurt us just glad to get to play Now maybe some folks don't like waiting Maybe some don't like to fly Maybe others miss their jet planes And pick a tune to pass the time Stuck inside an airport You let a stranger join the band <laughs> we've, been, we've been chatting and I realized we're, lo we're losing the good stuff So now I'm recording so we don't lose anything I think we're recording And there you go well, nice to see you again. It's been, you haven't sat here in probably five years? It's been it's a while. It's been a while, yeah. Yeah. Good to see you. Good to be here. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just... We've been I, trying to connect, but every time you've come through town, I've been gone. So. Yeah. I'm always blowing through kind of fast. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. <clears throat> Got a new record out. I'm excited about it. And, I uh, like Tucson. I was, this morning I was playing it on Spotify and um, nice job. I Thank like, you. I like your stuff anyway, but this is a really nice record. Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, you know, I 
the, I went to Arkansas and made this record from because I can't find a good studio in LA. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you had to go to you went to Arkansas to make Tucson. Yeah. You couldn't find a record. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it was why uh, Arkansas? Well, because there's a producer there that uh, I met Charlie White. Uh, uh-huh. He was in Nashville, and I, I worked with him on a couple couple of projects years ago, and he he now lives in. Uh, in Arkansas, and I, he was telling me about this great studio out there, uh, third generation studio called Rainy Recording, um, and uh, I decided to get out of town and get away from my life mm-hmm. so that I could go and focus on uh, just making a record. And um, that makes sense, actually. Oh, it was such a delight to, you know, to just. I made two trips out there mm-hmm. um, for like four days each and just, you know, really focused on on the record. And uh, where the last few records I've made have been, you know, piecing together three hours in the studio here and then yeah, a couple of days later, yeah. later I go back in. And yeah. and you just kind of lose a little bit of, uh, of perspective, I think, uh, doing it that way, you know. And, and Probably so, continuity too, I think. I've done that too. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think so, you know, but so it was just a little different way than I've made a record before, but I, uh, I, I so enjoyed it. I think I would do it again. Uh, nice. For sure. Yeah. Did it seem because you just kind of like blocked out the time and did it seem like it, like it took less time to do it? Like, like in a couple of blocks versus piecing oh, it together. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, you know, we had uh, a couple days we had a drummer come in and, and, and just, bang out, you know, track after track. <laughs> and, bed uh, tracks, yeah. Um, we still pieced it together a bit. I mean, uh-huh. I, I had players in L.A. and in Nashville and in uh, Lincoln, Nebraska. My buddy Steve Hansen was there, who, mm-hmm. who didn't come to the studio, who overdubbed their parts and sent it uh-huh. back to us. So we weren't, it's not like we were all in the room together, but it was a chance for me to just at least uh, be focused on the material and um, to, to, to just work to, with the producer to kind of nice talk things through and, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and, and, and work the arrangements out and figure out how, how it was going to come together. Mm-hmm. When, I, when I arrived, the first day I was there, Charlie and I got, uh, he came over to my hotel, which was in a, a, a different town than the studio because there's no hotel in, in Drasco. Uh, Arkansas where we recorded so I was down the road in Heber Springs but he came over and, and I played down probably uh, 15 songs and you know got Charlie's reaction on each mm-hmm. one or comments and you know a few he uh, he 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 was really very kind and he would say what else you have it's like it's like when someone goes that's interesting yeah <laughs> That so, safe I, word. so I go on to the next, and <laughs> that's funny. And then, um, and it's good he was honest. He didn't go. Oh, oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. And he was concerned that I would, you know, my I would be disappointed. On you know, he was being sensitive. But he yeah. was, you know, yeah. He he was trying to. There were there were certain things he latched onto that I didn't think he would. Mm-hmm. That that I was kind of discounting and throwing away. And yeah. And then there was stuff, that, you know, when I got to the end of my list and, and he wanted to hear more, I, I started digging into songs that were 
started but unfinished and oh. um and I wrote a couple of songs out there, mm-hmm. finished one and, and wrote one um, from scratch. And uh, It's always nice finishing songs, isn't it? Oh, <laughs> it's, it's so great. Starting them's easy. But Especially finishing. one of them on here, uh, you know, was started in the probably late 90s. And, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, the last song on there, Roll On. Um, and there's one that, that um, Blue Horizon that I wrote in 1992 that never made I, I always played it in you know for my producer on the previous records and it just never seemed like a, a good fit and yeah that happens too Charlie happened to really like it and yeah. uh, so that one I was fine I was thrilled to, that that one finally found a home nice. uh, on this record just checking that's cool and you always um I know you've you, at least at least on the, on, the, on the few records I've heard you always you always pick a nice cover tune I mean you, you've recorded we're gonna laugh a few, a few uh-huh. and I just Brian loved Joseph how that too. how that that tra- that record opened up. And this one, you recorded Michael McNevin's Hob Thrasher. Yeah, and and the uh, title track is not my song either. I, I recorded two uh, cover songs, yeah. but uh, my friend Dave Plan, mm-hmm. um, and I was telling you uh, uh, about my wine and song uh, yeah, we're Wednesday talking, night yeah, right. before we started recording here. Yeah. And uh, so this is every so for to recap every Wednesday for the last five years you've been doing basically a songwriters night or a, yeah it's yeah. two featured artists each week uh-huh. and I play a little bit and then I yeah. have a few surprise guests and uh, it's a really great uh, time every, every week, week for five years every week for five That's years yeah. I think I've missed maybe uh, five or six of them uh, over the five years but uh, most of the time I'm there and. So uh, it's been a great opportunity f- t- for me to hear some wonderful songwriters yeah. and to uh, and songs and I, uh, I every once in a while I'll latch onto one that I was like, going to say you probably you probably have someone come through and you think I could I, I could I could do that one do yeah that. And, and that Mike McNevin when he played Hop Thrasher I just thought man I love that song and I yeah. you know I, it, it haunted me for a while before mm-hmm. I finally decided to to. Uh, I got in touch with him, had him send me a copy. And, yeah, it's and, a great... Uh, well, yeah. all, all his songs are just great stories and they're catchy. That's kind of what he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. one especially. He's, he's just... Uh, he's mm-hmm. a gem. As is uh, Dave Plan, who's mm-hmm. the, the title cut, Fusan. Um, I was kind of still searching for a concept for this record. And I... My parents had been... Uh, have now moved to Arizona and they were talking mm-hmm. about moving to Tucson. Mm-hmm. And so there was that and... And then Dave wrote this song called Tucson, and I and I just loved it. Um, and then I started pondering that, and and decided to record the song. and And I was remembering back to my first CD in in that I recorded in two thousand five, and I guess released uh, May of '06. But that I right after that CD was released, I went on a about a three week. Uh, tour and did a lot of radio interviews and and my first stop was at a station in uh, KXCI in Tucson Hmm. and it it was a taped uh, interview that they played as I was uh, leaving town I I got to listen to it Wow! and it was just a pivotal moment in my life where I knew that I I had finally embarked on uh, you know what I really was wanting to do uh, for yeah. a lot of years mm-hmm. and I I'd been doing music mostly music for commercials for 20 
plus years. That was deep but six. I, What's that? Was that Deep Six? Deep, deep Mix. Uh, deep Mix. Yeah, yeah, Deep Mix was one of the companies. My most yeah. recent uh, production company that started in uh, '02. Mm-hmm. But prior to that, I, I was with a few other companies yeah. doing um, music down in LA for mostly ads, a little film and TV work. Um, and so, uh, but I it, it really distracted me from pursuing my own uh, As a song, writing to be a songwriter. And, yeah. yeah. So I was in. in 2006 was when I when I really got back to that and so Tucson was a very pivotal moment in my life when I when I did that radio interview and kind of embarked on that that little tour and uh, with behind my first CD release and uh, so I yeah when Dave when Dave played me that song uh, or played that one song the, the, mm-hmm. the Wednesday night show I latched onto it and yeah. uh, and it made a good title track for the uh, for the record. Yeah, and knowing your background with Tucson, it just it, it kind of made sense to like do something anchored around that. So. Yeah, unfortunately, my parents uh, decided to move to Scottsdale instead of Tucson, <laughs> but it was too late. I, the wheels were in motion. Yeah, and so. Tucson's a more musical word than Scottsdale. Yeah, exactly. Scottsdale doesn't really work. As well. It's not as pretty. Right. <laughs> There's no silent C. It's not as cool. <laughs> So what CD number is this? I've, I've got a couple. This is my uh, fourth yeah. CD. I, I had a solo LP that I did in, in 86 mm-hmm. uh, prior to moving to L.A. Or the year I moved to L.A., yeah. I guess, from Nebraska. Yeah. So on this record, these songs actually span quite a bit of time, I guess, because you'd have some you have you kind of you know, recorded, and you have some you just finished in time for the record, which is probably yeah. nice to re- it's nice to write something for the record too. Yeah. And not just go through your notebook. Oh, that one's good. That yeah. One's good. What else you got? Yeah. Yeah, it's an interesting mix of uh, of songs that yeah. somehow feels cohesive to me now. Uh, but when when we were putting it together, I, I just thought, boy, this is a this is this is a strange. Yeah. Uh, and I think in listening to it, the fact that they were all recorded at kind of the same time they all kind of fit but is there like an overall theme to them you think um you know there is a there is a little bit of a you know a couple of themes i guess kind of a, a passage of time mm-hmm. um you know there there um is something that surfaces uh, in quite a few songs but uh yeah, and just I don't know. Charlie really put a, a wonderful musical thread through the whole thing. Yeah, it's, it's just, real, it feels it feels like a, a solid body of work. It's really nice. Yeah. Um, this uh, wonderful. Uh, well, he Charlie's an incredible player and uh, and producer. I just I I put out a record by an artist named Bob Cheevers in uh, I think it was '96. Um, called Gettysburg to Graceland that mm-hmm. Charlie produced and that was when I first met him and I loved that record and I just thought that it was a brilliant production job that he did and I so I was thrilled to uh, work with Charlie on this thing and, yeah nice yeah very cool let's talk about your wine and song thing too we were talking about that earlier because it seems like a lot not a lot but a few people we know like like You've been doing this wine and song series for five years. Mm-hmm. We were talking about Michael McNevin a little bit, and he's he books a lot of people at his shop in up in Niles, and you know, and then my wife and I book a series. I'm pointing if you're watching at home, <laughs> but, um, about five miles east of here, and so I think it's, you know, I like the fact that other other artists songwriters will book other songwriters because they're no matter I think no matter where you live if you're doing this kind of music. It's hard to find out. There's not like an abundance of places to play that are quiet and cool and listening uh-huh. rooms, but I think it's important. 
Yeah. How did you? How did? How did you? And how did I? Well, Dave Morrison, uh, who I met at a Far West Folk Alliance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Dave uh, found out I lived in the uh, Pasadena area, Mm -hmm. and he was living in the San Gabriel Valley at the time. He decided to put together a, a, a little songwriter group that would meet every month or two. Oh, okay. So we would meet in the Lauren, uh, Lauren Hart's living room, uh, Dave and Lauren and uh, Chauncey Bowers. Uh, there was a, a writer named D. Whitney Quinn who passed away just recently, uh, who was part of that. Severn Brown came into that group uh, wow. at one point. And it was, uh, it was a wonderful gathering and we'd have to bring a new song and uh, to, to the meetings and, and we'd sit around and play songs for each other and I I sat back just taking this in I just loved all these writers and, mm-hmm. and I and I thought gosh would it be great to have this in a venue somewhere where people other people With could enjoy it yeah. yeah yeah so I started looking around and <clears throat> uh, in the town where I live in South Pasadena uh, I found a little wine bar that had had some space, uh-huh. uh, pretty good space, and um, so I talked to the owner. And I said, "What's your worst night?" And she said, "Wednesday." And I, oh. I said, "Well, give me eight Wednesdays, and let's see what we can do." Yeah. And we were packed. That was a by smart about... way to approach it too. What's your What's your worst night? <laughs> yeah, exactly. When would you like some people in? Here? Yeah, exactly. That was smart. That was smart. And and it worked out great for me also because I I travel a bit. I go out and do shows around the country, and uh, you know I'm gone for long weekends, but I'm yeah. always back on a Wednesday. Right. And uh, so, it, it, it by about week five we were we were packed at at, at Wine Styles was the place, mm-hmm. and um, about ten months later we moved over to Firefly, uh, where we currently are, um, but that is going to change very soon. They, they've sold to uh, a new entity, and they're they're shutting down to to remodel. So I'm going to be. Moving to the Fremont Center Theater at mm-hmm. least temporarily um, in the first of the year, mm-hmm. um, and then I'm not sure what, where we'll be after that. But I'm <laughs> sure uh, maybe back at Lauren's living room. I don't yeah, know. <laughs> you'll, you'll find something. Yeah. But it's been great. It's been a great experience. Uh, just uh, getting to know so many wonderful uh, touring singer songwriters. Oh yeah, that's kind of. I mean, I think doing this podcast is helping out. And, um, and, and, you know, booking occasional shows, you just meet tons of people, as, yeah. you know, and my, my, my wife and I are always amazed at how many really like, just really cool, good friends we have all because of the music connection. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And the talent you get to like brush, brush up against too and showing, and showing off your friends. It's always yeah. fun too. I hear your dog out there. I think, uh, I might have to sing, sing a dog song for you. We could do that. I'd love to hear a dog song. <laughs> One of several dogs outside, but she's the most vocal. Um, this song, my, I was talking about that writer group, and, and mm-hmm. uh, this was one I wrote for that uh, group. Yeah, that's too nice. Um, did I play this one the last time I did your thing? I don't know. It's on the new record anyway. Always love a dog song. I got a new new capo that um, I like those. Okay. Uh, so I wrote 
wrote this uh, for one of those songwriter groups, uh-huh. and uh, I had procrastinated uh, my assignment, you know, getting <laughs> coming up with a new song as long as I possibly could. In the morning of this uh, meeting, I had set aside a little time and uh, kind of had an idea where of the song I was going to write. And uh, my neighbor's dog, Macy, uh, was being very vocal uh-huh. that morning had a different idea apparently for where the song should go. So I, uh, Perfect. having a little trouble concentrating on my thoughts, I just decided uh, to, to write Macy into the song. And uh, it's called uh, The Mighty Keeper. Actually, that's the subtitle. It's called This Is What I Do. The colors all seem to run together Reach out from the canvas and tell me what I'm feeling, and I can hear every thought inside me till the dog next door begins to sound the warning he says. Here I am, look at me, I'm the mighty keeper. I've been around this block a time or two And these are my people here, this is what I do Do, do, this is what I do Then it dawned on me, I'm just like that canine Barking orders that often fall on deaf ears And I can strum on this box of rosewood And scribble words down on this notebook paper line Here I am, so look at me I'm the mighty keeper
dog this is well timed <laughs> exactly <laughs> nice well uh yeah that one i uh i wrote uh when i was part of that group uh-huh. and uh finished that one that was the one song i didn't record in arkansas we did it uh, i did it with ed tree um who produced my previous record mm-hmm. uh in la and and uh and did that in advance, and it was the first first one I'd finished that was going to be on the new record. Um, and we shot a video of that out in Oklahoma, uh, a director named Kyle Bergerson, who uh, had shot my uh, Let Her Fall In Love video on the previous record. And uh, he uh, invited me to come out to Oklahoma. He took a job in the oh. film department at the University of Oklahoma, and he called me up and uh, asked me if I'd be interested in coming and shooting a video, compliments of the University of Oklahoma. Sure, that's what's So he had his students uh, work on the uh, on the video, and it was just a, it was oh, just cool. a great so it was time. Oh, how cool. a big project, but you just got to go out and get a video. Yeah, I just had to get there, and uh, it's, it's so that video is out on YouTube. And, uh, I'll link it to the podcast, too. Yeah, nice. that's it's, nice. it's pretty fun. I, no dog in the video, though. Yeah. Interestingly, <laughs> we know better. Yeah. Well, very cool. Well, I love the new record, and it's it's nice to catch up. It's been a bit. Great to uh, great to see you again, Michael. Yeah, we'll, we'll get you up here sometime to play too. Uh, love to do that, and we'll get you down uh, get you down south one of these days. I'd like to do that. We'll talk about that. I'd like to do that. Perfect. Good. Good seeing you. Thank you. I love that. He went to Arkansas to do an album called Tucson because he couldn't find a studio in Los Angeles, California. But the producer was in Arkansas. That was the whole kicker. Um, that was Brad Kolrick, and you can find him on the web at B-R-A-D-C-O-L-E-R-I-C-K.com, bradkolrick.com. You can also find information about him on, on my site, michaelgather.com, M-I-C-H-A-E-L-G-A-I-T-H-E-R. Look for the... Uh, um, information under songs and stories 141 under blogs or podcasts and um, pick up Tucson it's a really cool record I just I love everything he does and yeah we'll get him up here to play and I'd love to find another excuse to go down south and play so we'll 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 trade we'll trade emails and twitters and, and all that kind of stuff and find a reason find a reason to coincide some dates that'll be fun so that was Songs of Stories 141 and I guess I'm gonna call it a year of 2014 did a lot of fun interviews played a lot of fun shows did a bunch of videos and you know it was nice to cap off the year with some new music coming out so um i guess that'll do it for me at least for a few more weeks until i put up another podcast and you hear from me again so whether you found this particular episode on brad's site or twitter or facebook or itunes or you're listening on grateful dread radio or casey cafe radio or you found it on my website michaelgather.com thank you for listening and please support these artists that you hear on this show, I kind of tend to look zero in on independent artists that, uh, you know, I want to promote and just kind of help get the word out about cool things people are doing. So um, go check out the cool things they're doing. 
Once again, Songs and Stories, I'm Michael Gaither. Thank you for everything, listening, downloading, streaming, however you found me and this podcast. We all really appreciate it. We'll talk to you next time on Songs and Stories. Take care. <laughs>